Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. It's Jamie Slutsky, and I'm here with episode number 37. My guest today is Laura Peterson. She has a system that helps entrepreneurs ethically and strategically write, self-publish, launch, and leverage a best-selling book. I brought Laura onto the podcast today to share some of the Amazon publishing process. And we talk about the tech she recommends for getting your book up on Amazon, of course. Laura is a wealth of information, and I'm guessing that writing a book might end up on your goals after this conversation. So let's get to it. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast today. I am really excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. This is so much fun because it's been almost two years since we've known each other. And I was on your podcast way back in the day, just when I was really getting into virtual summits. So it's kind of coming full circle where I have an opportunity to bring you on. And I am excited to share all the amazing, amazing stuff that you do with technology to help your clients and your own self um, doing what you do. And so let's tell the audience a little bit about what it is that you focus on with your clients. Great. Yeah. Well, and congratulations on starting your show. I think that I started two years exactly to the month, April that you did. And you were, I think you were my first person to be on two episodes. So I, I, you might be a reigning title on that. That's really cool. So congrats (laughs) on getting the show out. I was a listener from the very beginning. So keep it going. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, with my clients. So I primarily focus on helping thought leaders who have a business that they're trying to grow, so products or services, um, and they are at the point in their business where they're like, all right, I know my stuff, I've got some case studies, but I need to take it to the next level. I want more visibility, I want more credibility, I want maybe even to raise my prices and just be seen as, positioned even more as the authority in their niche. And I help them by starting with the lead domino of what I think is the most magical, powerful thing, which is a book. So I help them to write a book, self-publish it, launch it on Amazon, hit number one bestseller in their relevant categories, and then use their book to get so much more. Podcast interviews like we're doing now, speaking on stages, getting traditional media, whatever it is that they want to start knocking down, using that book as kind of the tool to get all those things and unlock it all is where I love to start. I love that because a lot of the listeners of this podcast are ideal clients for you. A lot of them are ideal clients for me too, but it's really the type of person that we both attract and that we Mm -hmm. we love working with is that business person who knows their craft, who is really confident in what they're doing and is looking for a new medium to expand. And Mm -hmm. so I brought you on the podcast because I just love what you're doing with all of the Amazon stuff. And when you said hit number one bestseller in their relevant category, let's pull that back a little bit because you're not talking about hit number one in business. What are you talking about? Right, right. So, you know, a lot of people, 
maybe at first aspire like New York Times bestseller list or Wall Street Journal, and maybe they've never even considered Amazon. But I just want to tell you that any bestselling list is possible to hit any of them, even New York Times. It just depends on how much money you want to invest in marketing to make that happen. Now, if your best one's with Oprah, you could, you know, hit it without any marketing. You just go on her show and she endorses you and boom, you've got it. But for us normal people who probably don't have this huge, crazy budget with our book, and maybe our book isn't also something that we're ne that's necessarily relevant for a huge broad market. Maybe it's, you know, for me, I wrote about writing and podcasting because that was kind of my little niche. So that's not something that all of the United States cares about. It's just a very small niche. So I didn't have the expectation that I was going to hit number one bestseller on all of business and like compete with Gary Vee and Tim Ferriss and, you know, Renee Brown or whoever, like all the, the big names. But what I knew was manageable was that there are subcategories underneath business that are very relevant to my niche that I could hit number one in and be proud of doing so. So yeah, these are subcategories under business or under marketing or under, you know, web media, whatever it is that you're, that you're focused in. Yeah. So how do you figure out those categories? Is it really mm -hmm. just kind of looking at what you're actually you know, you're an expert in, is it actually going to Amazon and drilling down and spending hours uh, mm. looking through their stuff? <laughs> if anybody could see Laura's face right now, you know she's nodding that she spends hours upon hours. Yes. On, and I'm wondering if there are any hacks or tricks that yeah. you have to being using Amazon in a mm -hmm. really good research capacity. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is that most of what I teach my clients who are going through my course or working with me in my, in my uh, inner circle program, all the information really is there out there available given to you by Amazon. So there are some cool software. So I'll give you a little tip since this is a techie show. There's something called KD Spy, which, um, or KDP Spy. So KDP stands for Kindle Direct Publishing and then Spy. Obviously, they're like, you can spy. So it's something that I feel like is like 50 bucks or something. And it's like a one-time purchase. And it's this plugin in your browser. And it allows you to get extra information about book sales and keywords that authors are using and where they're ranking and things like that. So that is a really cool tool that if you really want to go nerding out, I would recommend just Google KD spy, KDP spy. Sorry, I keep forgetting the P. But what I teach my clients just to keep it simple is what you can do is go into Amazon and start look like searching for keywords that you would want your book to be found in. And once you do that, you start to see what books are already out there. And what I like to do is look for books that are currently number one in a subcategory. So let's say you're, um, you do marketing and you focus on social media and you really focus within that on like Facebook. So let's say you could find a category that was like Facebook underneath social media, underneath uh, marketing. So in that category, let's say a book was number one, but in the category, but overall in all of Kindle, they were like ranked 20,000. So we write that down. Now we go and find another category and let's say we find a second book. And this time it's number one in its subcategory, but overall in all of Kindle, it's ranked 250. So what I know from that is I want to be in the first category because that indicates the subcategory is not as competitive as the second one. 
Because if a book is number one in a subcategory, but 20,000 overall, that means it's not really kicking butt overall, but it's still knocking out this category. Versus the book, second book, it's 250 overall. So he's, you know, he or she is probably like a Tim Ferriss or like some big name. So they're overall all of Kindle kicking butt and kicking butt in that category. So that makes me think I got to stay out of this category because so it's too competitive. So what I love to teach my clients is most of us are writing something that could fit under multiple categories because there's a lot more categories than you probably even realize. So go start hunting around on Amazon and, and you'll be, you might be surprised. So let's oh. say I write a book and it could, it could, you know, authentically fall under 10 to 12 categories. I'm not talking about scamming the system, but if I say 12 or 10 or 12 categories, it legitimately could be under, let's put in the research and see which of those are not as competitive as others. And it's going to just make it that we need fewer sales to hit number one as compared to the other ones. Right. And then once you hit number one, you take your screen capture and you've got it. Yeah, exactly. And when you hit number one, you're organically now showing up more for a new audience that's searching Amazon that's never heard of you. So there are other benefits to hitting number one. In addition to the screen capture, you're also organically getting to get more eyeballs on your book and on what you can offer. I, I really, really like that. That is so it kind of comes back to a lot of the things that are just um, very straightforward with what my clients do with what everyone is working on when they're in the online space is making sure that you figure out how to differentiate, but be recognizable. Mm -hmm. And I think that that there's a lot of value in being able to, to find your place wherever that might be. And in your case, it's helping your clients find their place on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Once someone is, you know, squarely in the process of writing their book and you guys have figured out what the publishing date is, what other technology or software mm -hmm. or tools are you using to uh, work with that client to help meet the dates and then also be able to, you know, get them yeah. The sales, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So first thing, when it comes to organization, I'm a huge fan of everything in the Google Drive suite. So I'm a big nerd for Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets. So with my own clients, I have a bunch of Google Spreadsheets and I ask them, you know, what's your launch date? And I write it down and we write out our goals and we keep track of it so that no goals just disappear into thin air. Because if we just say it out loud, we don't write it down, then it tends to to disappear. So I love relying on Google spreadsheets and docs and even Google calendar. I really, I use every single day, but when it comes to writing, I have to say that I love this tool called Scrivener and it's kind of a, a weird word. So I'll spell it. It's S C R I V E N E R Scrivener. And it is a plot as a tool that is made especially for writing books. And that can be fiction or nonfiction. I primarily work with nonfiction authors. So people are writing like kind of how-to businessy stuff that's going to grow their business, but it's really designed for either way. So when I wrote my first book, I wrote the entire thing formatted exactly how I wanted in a Google doc. And I love that. I was so excited. But when I went to export it into the correct format for Kindle, which I recommend EPUB, or Mobi, M-O-B-I, those uh, two different file types I found just work the best. 
We'll have would, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We'll put all of that stuff in the show notes. So don't Good. worry about writing this stuff down with Scrivener and those Moby and, you know, all the other stuff. I'll make sure I have all of that in the- Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can export your file as an EPUB or as a Moby file from a lot of different platforms. But when I did it from Google Docs, it looked terrible in the Kindle reader. And I was like, what the heck? So from my experience, Google Docs just wasn't a robust enough platform to export it for that file type and make it really look good. So with my first book, I ended up copying and pasting the entire thing into Word. I hate Word. I don't even have Word on my computer. So I had to like get a free trial from Microsoft and like try to do it in 30 days because I was like, I don't want to have to pay for this stupid thing. I hate it. And I hired a lady to help me with the formatting and it still just came out crazy and it took me way longer than I wanted. With my second book, I used Scrivener and I will never go back. It is a one-time $45 payment and it's something you download onto your computer and then it's like an application that you use on your and your actual computer. I love it. So it helps you with organization. It helps you with like, actually you can mark what like chapters or sections of the book is in progress or is not started or is complete. You can kind of color code it. So it just makes the whole writing process so much easier. And when you export it, it gives you all these different options so that you can do it just right for the file type that you want. So with Everybody who is a diehard Word fan, once I show them what Scrivener can do, they usually change their minds. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know because there are definitely diehard fans yes. <laughs> of every variety. And right. I think that it's just a matter of um, what I, one of the things that I say pretty regularly is use the best write tool for what you're doing. And right. the best write tool for writing generic documents or just for other things, it may be your Google Docs or, or Word. But mm -hmm. when it comes to writing a blog post or a book mm -hmm. or a social media post or things like that, there might be a better tool than right. the generic tool. And I really like the fact that we have nowadays these lower cost options. You don't have to hire someone to format it. You can actually mm. do a lot of that yourself by mm -hmm. using these right best tools for the product and for the sure that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I love that point. And I would add, if anyone is super, super comfortable with Microsoft Word and they're like, I don't have the mental capacity to learn another tool because there's a learning curve with anything, then I would say, go ahead and stick with Word because it's not broken. But for me, I'm a Mac user. I don't have anything from Microsoft on my computer it just ended up being so much better for me to just go down a new path. So it really does depend on the person. <laughs> it does. And you know what? And that's part of why I even have this podcast is because mm -hmm. every single business owner that I'm bringing on has the same ultimate goal. They want yeah. to impact somebody in their community to do more, feel better, learn something new. I mean, it, that's what business is all about. It's about solving a problem or helping someone accomplish something new or mm -hmm. um, eliciting some kind of pleasure. And we're all kind of in that same boat. But even though we all have ultimately the same general umbrella of what we're trying to accomplish, we have different tools that we're using or tools that we're using in different ways. I mean- right. There are some people who are going to use uh, tables in their documents and there's other people who are saying, no, I'm using sheets or I'm right. using Excel. And <laughs> there's no one absolute right answer. There mm -hmm. is just what works best for you right now. And I've got, I've got some more ideas if uh, I'll start and you can totally jump in. Totally. So 
once we've got it written, then you might be thinking, well, how do you even self-publish? Like, you know, you want it to be on Amazon. And by the way, Amazon's not the only player in town for where you can, where you can publish your book. But I personally, I see Amazon as like the 800 pound gorilla or whatever. It's the biggest one out there. So let's make sure you're on there first. Let's knock that out. And then afterwards, if you want to start expanding the distribution, go for it. But I say, start with Amazon. So if you want to get your book up on Amazon, then you need to create an account with KDP. So it's on that KDP again. We had KDP spy. Now you need an actual KDP account. So it stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. And you go to kdp.amazon.com and you can create an account completely for free. And it's a pretty basic thing. Once you log in there, there's not a bunch of screens and, and crazy buttons to do. But that's where you are going to upload your file for your Kindle book. So I personally recommend Moby or the EPUB file. And it'll be where you upload your image for the front cover of the book, where you write in your copy and write in keywords, where you want your book to be found, decide on your price, and all that good stuff. So that's the account that you'll use to get your book published for Kindle and it'll appear on Amazon. Now, if you wanna do a print version, which I definitely recommend as well, then you can go through KDP for that too. So you never even have to leave KDP, it, now, it does everything. So the way that Amazon makes its money is only they'll take a portion of the sales. So you can start for $0 and they only make money if you're making money. I really like that. And I think that that's something that is helpful for anybody who is looking to self-publish and to bring a book into the market. And I know plenty of you listeners right now have a book in you because I think that most of us, after we are two, three years into our businesses, have mm. multiple books in us because there are people who are two or three years behind us who are looking at us as mentors and people who want to learn from us. So- yes. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Laura onto the podcast is because she has such a wealth of information about Amazon and it's such a great tool having a book with your name as the mm -hmm. author in this business space. And as I said, as you're getting forward and moving forward in your business out of working directly with your clients and becoming a mentor or becoming a, you know, a coach or a consultant and you're kind of shifting as your business grows into that role. That's when a book may be an mm -hmm. option for you. I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast and sharing this wisdom, Laura. My I feel pleasure. like you're like 400,000 other things that we can <laughs> talk about. And I'm sure I'm going to bring you back onto the podcast another time. But I really feel like if there's any last thoughts that you have about publishing as a mm. business owner that you'd like to share right now and then share how people can connect with you, what the, your books and all of that stuff. And then we'll come back to the curveball. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, my last thought, I hope it's okay that it's not around technology per se. So <laughs> you have to give okay. me thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I think that we all get to a point when we're working on something new that we haven't done before, or we start to question, am I worthy enough? Am I expert enough? Am I good enough? Am I allowed to? And I want to say yes to all those. You are good enough. You are worthy enough. You're expert enough. Think of a book as just another medium to communicate what you already know. 
So you wouldn't be scared to write a blog, so don't be scared to write a book. You wouldn't be scared to talk about it on a podcast, so don't be scared to write a book. A book is just another medium that allows us to share knowledge with somebody a couple steps behind us. So you don't have to wait to get a publishing deal or wait until you're 20 years into the business or wait for any other arbitrary thing. A book has magic around it, so take advantage, become a published author, and then use that book to just dump fertilizer on everything in your business and watch it grow. Oh, I love that. And where can people find out about you and your books? Yes. Okay. So my main hub, my little corner of the world is copythatpops.com. And from there you can see all my podcast episodes, including the ones with Jamie. And I've got really epic long blog posts because I'm a big nerd for writing. So there's lots of free information and resources, downloadables. Um, you know, I actually don't have currently my website linking out to my books. I think it's because once you come to my website, my number one goal is not for you to buy the book. It's to like, see if you want to work with me. So you want to, if you want to find my books, you can go to Amazon and you can search Laura Peterson, but I have all E's in my name. No. O. so <laughs> <laughs> Laura Peterson, and you'll find at this current time, I've got two books, but there will be more. <laughs> I'm sure there will. And you are laptop Laura on yes. social. <laughs> yes. On social. Good, good catch. Laptop Laura. Cause You'll always find me with my laptop, no matter where in the world I might be. <laughs> you and me both. Yes. And now for the curveball. Okay. You mentioned your laptop. Yeah. Okay. You have taken that laptop all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to know, and I want to share with the audience, what country you've worked in that you mm -hmm. found was most productive and where you could work most of the time and not feel like you were taking away from a vacation or from a foreign, from the destination you were actually in. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you yeah. and I met when you were living in Germany. And that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. And then I know that you were recently in Italy, you know, mm -hmm. earlier this year and mm -hmm. things like that. So I know that you do work in other countries. <laughs> Where, where do you think that it was that you were yeah. most business focused while you were traveling? Well, I went to this 10 day co-working retreat on an island called Lemnos in Greece. And so that was pretty good because the, the point of the retreat was to be with other entrepreneurs and digital nomads. So that was incredible. So you're already kind of business focused. But the island itself was pretty small. There was like this one little teeny town, but as we drove through it, I wasn't even that interested to go back and check it out. It was like so little. So it was kind of like isolated in a sense. We were at this kind of hotel thing, but we stayed in luxury tents. So like, it was a, say a tent, but it wasn't really camping. Like you were, it was very nice, like inside, but that little like hotel resorty sort of, it wasn't resort, but that hotel thing was kind of on its own. And then it was just a walk to the beach. And there were a couple little hut stands where you could rent a uh, kite surfing gear and windsurfing stuff. So I think that being sort of isolated was a really great spot to get a lot done and just go all in focus on business and what you wanted to accomplish. 
That is so, so cool. It, <laughs> it is, it's aspirational as well. And I think yeah. a lot of people here in the audience, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't just pick up and go to Greece. I've got, mm. you know, a husband and two kids and mm -hmm. it doesn't always work, but it's something that would be just so exciting to go and do yeah. and to travel and to be able to do other things. And I think that it's nice for business owners and, you know, the listeners here to know that anything is possible and that you yeah. can still get your business done, even when you're in an gorgeous place like <laughs> yes for sure yeah so laura thank you again so much for coming on the tech of business podcast we'll have all the links to all the amazing tools that laura um, suggested and talked about over mm -hmm. in the show notes and be sure to connect with uh, both of us thank you so much talk to you guys soon now you know why i had to bring laura onto the podcast so much information and passion what was your biggest takeaway about writing a book and the Amazon experience? We're talking about this episode inside the Tech of Business community and you are cordially invited. All you need to do is go to techofbusiness.com forward slash community and we'll let you write on in. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't had a chance to share this podcast with a friend, please take the time to click in your podcast app and share this episode or one of the other episodes episodes that you were impacted by because that's how this podcast grows and I would so appreciate your support. I'll see you again. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.